Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell with Mikey D, with Mikey Davison as always. How you going, mate? I'm doing all right. On a, on a personal level, I'm doing pretty good. You know, nice and sunny in Australia, nice sunny morning. Um, on a steel level, I hope the Steelers win, but it's going to be very, very, very tough. But how are you doing? Now, you know there's a first today, well, first in a long Ooh. time. Kaysen writes in there with George Teston. They've beaten our mate Jaredevil into the live chat. So that's quite interesting. But yeah, I'm doing no. all right. I'm doing all right. He must be sleeping. Yeah, that's Said it. he's always in there. We're running late today. So, you know, he, he's like, no, can't put it up. Can't put up with these boys. Brian Brown's in there. Says, hey, Steel's family. Um, as always, welcome to those listeners that are listening live to us. Um, on the, well, not listening live, but they listen to it well, live in their time, but listen to us on the audio side of things too. Um, never forget you folks as well. But Mark, um, I guess like, you know, it's Saturday morning for us, Friday evening, that all the teams put out injury reports. Oof. I mean, this is just the year of the injuries. <laughs> and I got a take on this as well. I'm going to go through the, let's go through the players and then yep. I want to give you my take on it and we can talk through who's out and who's not. But on the steel side of things, Deontay Johnson is unspecified. Um, but said full practice, you'd think he'd play. Sutton with a spoon, Levi Wallace are all out. Only Levi Wallace practice in a limited capacity. Terrell Edmonds is unspecified, but he full pra- he, he had a full practice. I kind of think he's going to play, and I kind of think they're going to need to play him. Um, and if they don't, oh my gosh, for this secondary. But I, I, I think he's even on the edge of playing. They'll, he'll play with this many cornerbacks out. And I think you may even see him in the slot at times, like the slot corner, or unless um, they want to, particularly if they want to put Norwood deeper. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick is out. Again, like if Terrell Evans is out, who the heck is going to play safety? Mm-hmm. Uh, Montrevis Adams is unspecified. Um, he did have a full practice, um, but he's got a hip complaint. And, and, and hips, you know, hip can be anything from a, you, I mean, the NFL do stipulate groin, but some people, like, you get referred pain into the groin from the hip. Hip's bad movement. When you see someone pop their hip out, they're gone for the year. I hope this is just a niggle, but anyway, he's unspecified. Mason Cole is unspecified, um, but both of those guys did have full practices. Zach Gentry, full practice with his knee. Um, obviously, he's had knee and leg issues before, um, particularly in his first few years, but anyway, I, I think he'd play because Framuth is out. Um, Ogan Joby's unspecified, but he's got a back complaint. He's been on and off with injuries, you know, all even through since we acquired him. Uh, and DeMarvin Leal is out, which I think is just a huge loss for this team um, with his knee. But it's kind of like a bit like last year with the groin injuries where knees and concussions, I mean, you can't help concussions, but they seem to be um, 
you know, they just seem to be really frequent, like the medical staff. It's that, you know, the Achilles heel of this year kind of thing. Um, but the concussion stuff I think is interesting too, because I wonder how much more seriously the concussions are being taken with the Steelers versus what it might've been before the tour piece. And because the Steelers have a history, the Steelers have the Rooney's have played a real role in concussion protocols in the NFL. Um, the, the, the Steelers are involved with some of the leading concussion doctors. Obviously we saw all those padded helmets and all those sorts of things. So um, I kind of, yeah, it's kind of an interesting perspective, but um, I'll just get your quick take on all those names and then I'll go through the Tampa list. Well, the only thing to me is I don't think we know the severity of these injuries, right? And I always talk about the disconnect. And I'll, I'll talk to myself personally. So me, the disconnect is I literally woke up about 45 minutes ago. I live in Australia. I don't know the severity of these injuries. So I got to go off what the report says. The report says doesn't dial, dial into anything. doesn't give you, you know, a big overlook of like the, the doctor's report. But we do know the players that are out. And the players that are out, there's about six starters. If you include Leal as a starter, there's six players out. And the secondary looks very bare. Looks really bad right now. And Tom Brady's coming to town probably for the last time. Pittsburgh is 9-3. and three. It's going to be a tough game. And this is going to be maybe harder than the Bills because of all the players we have out. Well, I mean, Dave says if they're unspecified, they're in. Fine. But I, uh, the reason I'm going to argue with that and give you a Dave answer because Steve Sims was in last week and well, we saw how that went. <laughs> like, Apparently, he hurt like his eye or something. He got the football yeah, to the people, eye. Yeah, plenty of people pull up negative like in the warm-ups and stuff. I don't know. This just seems like this is ridiculous. Um, then we go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cameron Bright, he had full practices. I think he'll play. Doesn't even have an unspecified. It's got a dash. Jalen Darden with a tooth injury. I've heard Dave talk about that on the preview, but tooth. I mean, hey, yeah, well, hey, if he's got a tooth in like ache or he got a tooth knocked out or he has Oof. wisdom teeth out or I don't know, um, maybe he wouldn't play if he had his wisdom teeth out or I've had four out. Um, Carlton Davis, hip. Um, it's, I'm assuming he'll play his full practice. Again, I'd be careful around hips. Um Mike Edwards, this, their free safety elbow, questionable. He had limited practice three days in a row, so, you know, maybe he maybe he won't play. Russell Gage, ankle, um, he has a dash. I didn't want to take the risk on it in myself in fantasy because he was available. I was like, nah, because I learned my lesson last week with three guys out. Uh, Chris Godwin, hip, knee, rest. <laughs> <laughs> heads, shoulders, knees, and toes. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's got a problem there. Um, Look at them all. <laughs> Akeem Hicks, foot, he's out. Julio Jones, doubtful. Doubtful? Hold on. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. I said this last week with the statuses. You can't have questionable, doubtful, <laughs> and a dash. This is... This is like, have you not seen, getting have you not seen this? Errors. No wonder there's seen- 50 different options you can pick. Yeah, but have you not seen the skit with Frank Caliendo talking about this stuff? I'm pretty sure it was him or someone doing that, you know, doubtful and it just it goes through the whole thing. I don't know. I just, just you can't have a 59 different designations. All right, and then we go, Akeem Hicks, Julio Jones, we saw them. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting is out. So they could have like a really difficult cornerback room themselves. Um, time for Claypool to have a day, but I don't, I believe less and less that's going to happen as, this, as the years roll on. Carl Nassib. Full practice. I didn't know he'd been picked up by then. Uh, Brashad Perryman, dash, full practice. He should play. Logan Ryan, out. That's another loss for their secondary. Geez, there's going to be... This should be a... You know, you'd hope this would be a blowout if the O-line... Could Looks like a preseason up, right? game, doesn't it? There's no one playing. Well, hang on. Wait, wait. <laughs> I want to build on that point. William Golston, rest. Full practice, should play. Levante David, rest. Did not practice. Uh, you'd think he'd play. Mike Evans, rest. Hey, clerical error. They didn't even write rest. They just wrote rest. I don't know what rest is, Mark. It's rest. Oh, um, they, they stuffed up. Yeah, clerical error there. Him. Clerical <laughs> error there. Um, did not practice, dash, who knows, right? But I was thinking about this. These are a lot of injuries right now. We saw this with the Buffalo Bills last week. I'm going to go out there and say it. Has a loss of a practice game when you can in the preseason when you can tune up? Are we seeing the effect of that right yes, now? I believe so. I, I, I think, and, and you've played a lot of sport, I believe you have to play it to get a customized to playing in real time. When you don't do that, injuries happen. 
And we've seen a lot of injuries happen over the last few years because they're taking away stuff. And they're also resting players all the time. And they're not going through the live reps. They're not doing the hard hitting anymore, taking away the hits from the players too. Is there any, is there any one designated like hitting session a week or something now or something similar? Like, I don't know. I just think that um, the game speed is so much more faster than the practice. And if you're not practicing the way you play in the game, then, then people are going to get hurt. But that, that's, that's just the way I think. <laughs> Ken Ball says, I almost want to say keep Kenny out to avoid him getting hurt almost. <laughs> nah, he's going to be fun to watch though. Well, this is it, right? Like it's. Um... Well, what, what do you think? What do you think? So in the preseason, we now have three games, less games. We now have the players who don't play in the first well, game. Well, see, right? I think, yeah. So, I mean, I think we are moving to an 18 game, um, two preseason game season. But I think that there's the, the back, you know, some of the people say, well, that's not going to happen because it doesn't give, you know, undrafted guys and rookies and veterans a chance to prove themselves fine. What I like, I do think it makes an impact, particularly when you've got a buy between the season and then between the preseason and the season. People say, well, that allows people to get healthy, but it also disrupts some of the rhythm with this. I think it does help players move around. Like, you got to think if you get cut from one side of, the, of America, you know, a team on one side, and then you get, you know, pulled in by another side, at least it, gets you, it gives you a week to get somewhat accustomed, you know, acclimated. Um, but I think what I would like, I think I'd be comfortable with a, in my world, if I was, you know, if I ran the, ran the whole thing, uh, I would still do, I would keep the four games. Um, <laughs> Drunk Turkey Show, this one helps to steal his podcasts. Um, I'd keep the four games and I'd have 18 games as well, right? And I'd have two buys. Uh, you'd have two buys yeah. every nine weeks. Because at the end of the day, you're talking about they shortened the preseason because they wanted more games for the TV TV deal, and they, they wanted, wanted they wanted more money. The That's what they wanted. They yeah, wanted money. but they also want quality on the field. You don't get quality on the field in the way that the NFL season is set up with a preseason, a season, and the way the playoffs are structured. Unless you're going to have that extra buy. Well, I just don't so think. it's getting it's getting to the point where players, you know, on, they can't last a full season. If you get eighteen games, you're going to need a possibility of probably having a really good backup quarterback, or you know, two two twos, or maybe two one quarterbacks. I don't know. Now the roster is fifty three man, and they go to what forty seven on game day. But we've already listed about on either side. Everyone's having problems in on, on this team, so um, it's 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 made it even harder to win this to win the Super Bowl. Right, so when we we don't win this year and it's a losing season, you've got to look at the injuries. There is there are so many injuries. Yes, it could be on coaching. Yes, it's on Matt Canada. Yes, it's on it's on Tomlin. But with the players we listed, if the players aren't aren't healthy, they can't play. Then it comes down to schematics too. But it's that's why it's so. When you go and win that Super Bowl, it means a lot because the players are all out. And you gave me the good analogy um, with our team, the, the Manly Seagulls, with Tommy Turbo being out. Once Tommy Turbo went out, our fullback, and no one knows what we're saying. But we'll make a point. Once he was out, that season was over. Like, it's just, it's, yeah, the injuries in this game, obviously they're trying to, to prepare as much as they can, but they're going to happen the whole time. And if it goes to an 18-game season, they're going to have, what, two preseason? Then how do you expect your starter to play the whole 18 games? It's crazy. Well, I mean, you know, there's a fire Tomlin hashtag in this. Of course. In the right now. <laughs> right. Now we were playing, but what I want to say is we we're playing crap before a lot of these injuries. We just were right, so you can't blame it all on injuries. But also, like Tomlin ain't going anywhere, guys. Like Tomlin has never had a losing season. He's not going anywhere if he has one losing season. You know what? He's not going anywhere if he has two losing seasons. It's not and at this it's... rate. We're going to get a high draft pick. Like I know there's still plenty of games to go. Blah, you know, blah blah blah. I know that argument, but like. If you're going to have this many people out injured, and and people have said it, everyone's acknowledged, even if you're the biggest Steeler, not I'm not say fan, but you're the biggest Steelers homer, anyone will acknowledge that the Steelers don't have the full talent on this roster that they've had in in previous times. So when you've got injuries like this, it's not a good, like it's just not going to be great. Like, but. The thing that I love about it, right? A, if you're the real diehard fan, you're going to watch any anyway. Brian Brown says no excuses, exactly. But I, I also I sit there and like, how do you pay, you know, Marcus Allen over two million dollars a year when that's what you're paying, you know, um, Edmonds? 
But what I was going to say was, this just takes the pressure off Kenny Pickett. And I love it, right? And he's a competitor. And if it's not this week, there's going to be a week where we're like, there's no way the Steelers are winning. He's going to pull off a win. Um, but I like the pressure valve, you know, being released for Kenny Pickett because honestly, like, yeah, it just... Well, they're, they're, what can you expect from this man? They're massive. They're massive outsiders once again. And you know what? Like, someone has never had a losing season 100%. But I, I think... If you look at it overall and say he does have a losing season, say we go 5 and 12, right? We go 5 and 12, which is a possibility. Mm. And he has his first losing season. If you look back at his whole body of work, you go, that's not too bad because failure is meant to happen. You can't always be successful. And I think a lot of Steel fans, they want a Super Bowl every single year. And like I said, it's really hard to get a Super Bowl every single well, year. Well, I have a question for you. I'm not, I avoid this question because I think it sends people into a tailspin. And I know that a lot of our BTC colleagues would go nuts at it. I'm going to put it out there because I see where this is going, right? Like, I see some comments in the live chat around this. And it's more about Ben Roethlisberger never having a losing season and all these things. Regardless of who is the reason why we have a losing season or a not losing season, if you don't win the Super Bowl, any season is a failure. So if you don't win the Super Bowl, like there's an argument out there to say, I'm not saying it's what I necessarily agree with, but there's an argument to say, if you don't win the Super Bowl, you will, you may as well, or at least go to the championship game, right? If you don't make the, the, the AFC or NFC championship game, then you may as well have no wins or one win and be get the first round draft pick and get the best talent because you're not a good enough team to win the Super Bowl. Like philosophically, if you don't win the Super Bowl or you're not clearly in contention, like the Bills were last year, now they are this year as, as that Super Bowl favorite, then what's the point philosophically anyway, right? So this is, there's no fan base in any sports league in the world that is going to agree on these two things, pure and well, simple. The point is you go out there to compete. That's the point. And the point, and the reality of the situation is... If fine, you, if, fine, but, but, but I'll play devil's advocate on that, right? We've never had a losing seat under Tomlin till now. We have one Super Bowl. We made, he made, got us to two, well, we got, we got to two Super Bowls under his, in his tenure. And we watched teams through the, between 2010 and 2019 that, and I'm not obviously saying between before, you know, because 2019 was never going to happen. But we watched teams during that time go nowhere. Like that team that lost to Jacksonville. Like, I know there were holes in the secondary, but like that was a really good team. So I'm just saying there are people out there that say it does not matter. Yeah. I'm saying. But and the Steelers, you- and all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is it's a contradiction to say standards the standard. We're here about Super Bowls. Then it doesn't matter whether you lose one game, nine games, 15 games you still had an unsuccessful season. So I think what all I'm saying is we might have losing seasons for the next couple of years. I think we need, as Steeler fans, need to realign the expectation to being we are about Super Bowls in Pittsburgh. Therefore, we need to go on the journey. I am someone that believes you should always compete, just personally. Therefore, I would like to see some win games. However, every season is a failure that we haven't won a Super Bowl. Yeah, it is. But in reality too, Maddie, do you, you you can't if you're working at a job, you can't be hundred percent all the time. The expectations to go to go in the Super Bowl. No, but I'm saying that. Goal. But, I, but I, that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying, though. I honestly think some of the fire the fire Tomlin fans uh, are a little bit spoiled. I'll call them out. They are because we have watched his team and he's, he's put us in the best chance to win as we can. And yes, we got blown out by J- uh, Jags and all these guys, Browns, right? But if you, if I were to go to your work and rate you, and the, the moment you dropped the pen while writing a letter, I got, my, I got my rating for the year, mate. I got significantly exceeds expectations. There's nothing higher on the list. There are still so many teams that have not won a Super Bowl or even been to a Super Bowl. Tomon has done that. So, yes, I'm not saying, look, there's pressure on him right now, 100%. I'm not saying he's doing the best job this year. Yeah. But collectively as a whole, there's no way the Roonies are firing him. Okay, you think you think he's listening to the fans saying fire Tomon? No, they're just going over their head. You think Tomon's listening to that? No, no, no. He's trying to get the team better. 
There are injuries. Everything happens. And if, if he gets the first losing season, is it the end of the world? No, it's not the end of the world. Because at the end of the day, also, you need to be a supporter. And what do you do? You support them in the good times and the bad times. And a lot of supporters of the Steelers are only supporting them in the good times. And I've always said this argument. If you support and say, fire Tom one right now, if we go on a, on a run to win the Super Bowl, I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you at the very end. How come you get yeah. the advantage to say fire Tom Wynn over here? Canada's not. I'll, I'll just say Canada's not back next year. <laughs> oh, he won't be. But how come they get the advantage saying fire Tom Wynn here and that same advantage they have? Well, if you have fire Tom Wynn here, you, you, you can have over this side. You're allowed to win and we won the Super Bowl and I'm the best fan ever. You can't have it both ways. I don't think you can. Uh-huh. To me, uh-huh. you can only have, well, support him or fire him. And if you want to fire him so bad, Imagine hating a guy that much and you still watch. That's the problem, I think. You know, but we talked in now, now we're on a fire Tom Wan show. <laughs> well, no, but it's, uh, yeah, we're talking about who's, is the pressure more on the offense or the defense? <laughs> and now we're talking about, well, clearly the pressure's on Mike Tom Um, Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, not spoiler, we thought we'd have. Like, um, some weird stuff going on there. The thing for me is like, I, uh, I just, I just, there's going to be, as I say, there's, the fan base is never going to align on this one the, the, the entirely. Like there's never going to be complete no unison on it, right? Even when, even when you're in a Super Bowl, someone will say, oh, well, someone, you know, so-and-so didn't play or now we can trade this person. People are like, no, that person made a big difference. So it's it, it never going to fall alignment. But I mean, I, I do sit there, put, put it this way. I don't like losing. I hate losing. But if you're going to win under four games, like you may as well, like, I'm not saying you tank, right? I'm not saying tank, but what, what are you getting back for losing those four see, games? See, I, I, don't, I don't support that. that but, that but no, 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 but I'm not finished. But this is different in this year, right? Because we have a rookie quarterback and I, and I do honestly believe the least amount of pressure on him is really important, right? I also, I also come at this from the perspective of, I do not believe in most drafts and most drafts, most scouts will tell you this, that there are more than 20 guaranteed, like, or not guaranteed, but actual first round talent, right? And really it's more like 12. Like look at how many flops there are. I personally believe that you first round draft picks, it's better to have multiple second and thirds. That's just what I believe. I've said trade back the last, the whole time we've done these shows, but People out there go, oh, you need a high draft pick. And there is some talent. Like, imagine a Source Gardner on this team. I'm just saying, it's hard to argue philosophically against bringing talent in. Because when you've got to steal a team like we do right now, that is lacking a lot of talent compared to the rest of the NFL. Because this was bad before these injuries. Are they going to win? I'm just saying, I can understand the fractures that are going on in the Steelers' like fan base right now. And it's fair. Now, look, see, I will, I will, I will never support them going out there to tank. I, if they no. are 0 and 16, I will support them to win. Because at the end of the day, if you're a fan of the Steelers and a supporter, what do you do? You need to support your team in the good times and the bad times. Yep. In the ugly times, you have to do that. Yep. That's what you do. Yep. I'm not saying I'm the better fan than anyone else. We're all on equal. We all love our team in different ways. We all want to cheer and support our guys yep. and that kind of stuff. I am for the progression of the team and the fan base, the history and the law of the Steelers, right? If we go for a losing season, fine. But you might get Alex Highsmith be the, the best guy in this season to get the most sacks. That's fun to watch. I will never want to rush a game. Do you know why? I am not rushing any games because it takes nine months to get here. And we complain and we moan and we bitch all offseason and say, where's our Steelers? Yet the time that it gets here, we complain and say, I want to go next year. I don't get it. Why are you rushing yeah. the days? I don't want to go and grow any older or get any grayer. I want to enjoy my team this Sunday. And not moan and say, oh, we should, we should tank yeah. and go to the first. No way, Jose or Jose B. It's incredible. Why are you rushing the whole season to get to the draft and then go get a pick and then he sucks and then you rush it again? No, you've got to go out there and support whoever's going to be cornerback. And look, realistically, sure, they may not win this game. But you turn on the TV, you wake up at 4 a.m. and you go, you know what? I'm going to support him anyway. And if we have a bad game, you call him out and go, that sucks. That, that game was bad. And you keep moving forward. Because why would you want to rush this season to say, oh, just call it off next year? To me, I don't want to rush my life and, and still as a part of my life. So 
if I rush the season, I'm going to be what next April, then I'm, I'm 34 or 30, whatever I'm 33. 100%. I, as I say, I'm just giving a perspective. I'm not saying that I'm a fan. Of <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm saying I can understand the philosophical point to it. I just said to you, I don't believe in first round. I think first round draft picks are overrated. So, you know, I, I'm on hey, your you know side what? of the fence. But, but I'm just saying there is a certain amount of the fan base that do think that. And philosophically, hey, it's not it's not stupid. Let's just turn on it's the not. Madden and simulate the next three years and fast forward <laughs> yeah. 2025. But that's what this There's is no about. Point that's that. what this that's exactly <laughs> the point. We live in a society now that is built built around oh. instant gratification. That's what it's built around. 100 percent That's why Chase Claypool focuses more on YouTubes and TikToks. Because he wants yeah, instant man. gratification. He's on his rookie deal, man. It's the thing is, the thing is, we, we, we constantly talk about things that didn't happen, right? This, and that's the whole idea pretty much of YouTube as well. The speculation of something that didn't happen, then we react, we react to it, what did happen? That's the whole idea of this YouTube thing and probably content creation and slash like podcasting, still a, still a fan. Things that didn't happen right now, we're going to get burnt because the Bucks are the best team. We don't know that until game day. Then once it does happen, we're like, holy dooly, it happened. We're one and five. You move on. But the thing is, I like to enjoy my team. And if I wasn't, I actually enjoy podcasting. I really do. And hopefully you guys like my take, uh, which is awesome. But Well, Joshua Wellen doesn't like our takes. He, he's <laughs> going to start up a fire Tomlin show. So, mate, well, mate when they lose, you'll have lots of people listening. When they don't lose, it'll be, it'll be empty. I'm telling you, if I wasn't doing these things, and for many years, I, did, I had a lot of enjoyment just watching the team because there are so many yeah. positives to take out of this team. Kenny's starting. It's Kenny's, it's Kenny's first home game. George Pickers in there is playing really hard. Jalen Warren's playing hard. Najee Harris is probably getting back, to, back to, to normal, right? Offensive line is getting better, okay? They were, they were getting better. Now, the whole defense is out. And what, who's got more pressure, as our title says, offense or defense? I think this game has a defense. Tom Brady's coming to town. Like, the narrative is there. How much more do you want? Okay, everyone wants to go fire Tomlin. But the narrative is there. But Tom Brady so, is back. So, so that's interesting, right? That's ex- that proves exactly the point in, like, in, in how fans, and this is my point, is that fans see things across the board differently. You just said the defense because Tom Brady's coming to down. I sit there and I look at the, at the report and I go, and I do, I, I do fundamentally agree with you, but I could, you could also say, Hang on, the defensive players, all these defensive players are out. Like the majority of the players we talk through are defensive. Well, the offense has to step up, right? So this is what I'm saying is there's a different perspective. And I just think we need to all be a little bit open to things. People like Fly Mike Tomlin. Like I will say this again. The coach has never had a losing season, right? You can say that's to Big Ben all you like, but there was no Big Ben in 2019, right? And... At the end of the day, that's his record. And this season, he still has a chance to finish with no. With, with He's no two, two games behind the AFC North. It's not out of town just yet. Okay. Yes, it looks bad now, but it's not out of town just yet. Remember the remember Washington qualified, what was it, two years ago now off seven and nine off seven and nine for the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, what if we, we have, have to losing, win the North, man? <laughs> losing season, but he wins the North. Wouldn't that be fantastic? <laughs> I love that so much. That's so Tomlin. <laughs> what would they do then? What would the the fire Tomlin crowd do then? He he, he won the North, but he had a losing season. They you know what? I made the I made the tip. I I picked the score. I forgot to say this. You know the game against the Jets when we had the show before that. I picked the score. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out with something bold. Tampa and uh, the Steelers draw this week just to make sure that Mike. Tomlin That'd be awesome. That'd be unreal. Why not? No, they'll probably draw against Miami. If they're going to draw against anyone, they're going to draw, they're going to draw against Miami. But, um, but that, 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 the, thing, the thing you said, right, it's instant gratification. It's, it's social media. We're all on it. You're yeah. on it right now. But everyone's on, on YouTube. And we want we want it now, right? And the thing is, we and, and, and the funny thing is too, when you get it, right, say, for instance, we fast forward to the Super Bowl tomorrow and we won. What happens then? You want another one. Exactly. Well, it's like and that, that movie Click. Off. It's like that movie Click, man. <laughs> You know, with Adam Sandler and Kate Beckinsale, skipping through, I'm just skipping through a life with, you know, that, like, that ideal, like, the family life like that. Yeah, Come man. Come on, man. You've got to enjoy it to me, being a fan, and maybe I'm being a bit more spirituality on this podcast. You've got to enjoy the dance. You know what I'm saying? You don't just enjoy the end. You get one life. But the reality is, everyone listening live right now has between 70 and most, 95% of people on this, uh, the, the, that are Steel fans have a lifespan between 70 and 95 years. Yeah. 
That's don't, right. Don't rush now, it. You're, you might be, you're going to be a child, you're a child for five to 10 of them. And you're going to have memories that are, you know, you might not remember every single game. You might. Great. But the last parts of your life, you know, you're probably not going to understand it as much. And, you know, with how long people live in dimension and all the rest of it. So you've got, let's say you've got a good solid 60 to 70 seasons of steel football in your life. Mm-hmm. You really want to, you want to fast forward through that, man. And then and- play 18 games, right? You are only going to watch, oh, what is it, 18 times 70? Like, you only, there's a, maybe a thousand games you might be able to watch in, in your lifetime. Jeez, this is getting real dark now. Yeah, but I'm just, <laughs> just I'm out. <laughs> I mean, you might watch a thousand games in your lifetime, 1200 max. It's actually a real You want to fast forward right? them, man? That's Come what I'm on. saying. But, like, it's like, okay, 60 seasons, and Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season in 17 of them. Why are you complaining? We had a chance of Mike Tomlin but, every single year. But, but hang on. The, the, and this is the other thing. The argument of Ben or Tomlin or Eric Bieniemy and Mahomes or, you know, that like it's Broden Lightchat, Sean Payton, Drew Brees. That's, that's philosophical science, causation versus correlation. Like that, that question's still trying to be answered. You know, I've got, a, I've got a shoulder tear right now. I went to my physio yesterday. You know what he said to me? He's like, Matt, there will be physios out there that believe they can diagnose a rotator cuff tear. Actually, the science says we can't diagnose where the where the where the tear is in the rotator cuff. He said each physio will tell you something different. I care about making sure you get back mobility, right? He's like that's the science of it. And so this idea of the, a coach is better because of this quarterback. I mean, look at Cowler, right? How many times? Like, how many good teams did they have and they didn't and they didn't make it? Like, it's still a on. team. Do we forget that it's a team too, as well? The coach, 100%. like, and and the receivers are good now. But in my opinion, Matt Canada's offense—I'm not a big fan of it, right? But we have Kenny Pickett. It's hopeless. So there, there, there are things moving around. It's still a team identity, and, and and it's team versus team. And they all say they all say it's Big Ben uh, won all those games. Well, not really. There's, there, were, there were points where TJ Watt went and sacked and won the game, or Edmonds came down the box and won the game near the end. It wasn't just Big Ben. But I get that that that, that short argument, but uh, who, who was that? Mark Malone's right. If they keep playing this, we're going to be like, you know, cut in half. I'm just saying we've got to relax a little bit because we're getting the frenzy exactly. of like the one and four. It's not over. And if we ever have a bad time, I think it's going to be a successful, uh, you know, a period or era of the last 20 years. And then we get, we, get a, we get a number one draft pick or whatever, and you move forward and you wait till next year. But just don't rush it, man, because Tom Brady's come to town and we have a chance to smack him if we can. We can't smack him. He'll smack us. And what do you do? You move on. I'm just... And, and I love it. That's a weak mindset. Like, okay. But if... How is that a weak mindset when you want to win each year? Like, I don't understand. Do you want to win every game? Or maybe... Oh, you, gotta, you, you need to be... To me, you need to be competitive. And I think that's why I watch sport and play sport. Right? And you play sport too. You go there, there to be competitive. You, you go on the, the, the field. You put on the helmet. You design a game plan to win. One team wins, one team loses. Now, right now, we are losing big time. We haven't got things together. Things aren't happening with our offensive coordinator. You said there's a lot of pressure on the offense. There could be a lot of pressure on the offense. It's, it's Kenny Pickett's first game, right? On the defense, to me... Well, I think Kenny time, Pickett will put a lot of pressure on himself. That's that, that's true, what I worry. Like True. But all, all the defense is, you know, most of the guys are out right now. No Minka is going to be very hard for this defense. But the guys need to step up. The young blokes need to step up. And we don't see these guys play that much like... Um, Pierre or Josh Jackson in, in the cornerback, right? We're seeing probably Louder Mooks on a probably play in this game too, right? Those fellas, in any team we watch around the NFL, NBA, NHL, whatever, whoever's out, it's next man mentality. Now, the next man mentality, can that actually go through the process of actually playing a good game and winning? And next week, if the Steelers do win, we'll be like, that was fantastic. You know, it's just a mindset. It's just a mindset of things. Exactly. <clears throat> Exactly. And, and this is it. Like, in, we all have to remember. I mean, I know I said a couple weeks back that we'll be a quarter way through the season. This is where we're at. But that was, that was with poor play from one player. Like, obviously, very important player as quarterback. But, like, we, we're not even halfway through the season. Like, no. if, they, if they come Thank back goodness. from the bye and win eight games, <laughs> you know, they're probably in the playoffs. And we've seen the slow start before. And there's a real slow start. We've seen it before the Steelers do this. Yeah. Mike Tomlin yeah. did it with um, Duck and Hodges, had him a chance near the end, right? And we see they, they can turn around, except though we have seen the same quality of play. Look, I'm, I'm, I can be critical as well. We see the same quality of play. They're scoring 14 points a game. 
They're not doing very well in the offense, and they're allowing like 30-odd points a game as well. They're playing yeah. horrible football right now, but you've got to turn it around. How do you turn it around? I don't know. Maybe you design a whole different scheme. <clears throat> well, but I mean, and you're not going to be able to do that in season. Um, so, like, and, and the thing about it too is, Mike Tomlin, even if you think he has no strategy whatsoever, even if you think, the thing I'm critical of is I don't think you're as high as, I, I had a big chat offline once with um, Rich and Dave Schofield and we talked about, and and I think I had it with Shannon White, or it might have been Rich or Shannon, but I had the chat separately with, with both, all three fellas. And we talked about the fact that Tomlin doesn't hire coordinators that challenge him. He hires or, or, like, or that's the perception, right? There's not those, those coordinators will do what Tomlin says. And I, I think sometimes you need a bit of constructive friction to get something like that's just, that's been proven in all, all many different senses in many different facets of life. But Tomlin is a competitor, regardless of whether you think he has no strategy, he's not a good coach whatever it is, he clearly likes winning. Like a person doesn't talk about that much about winning unless they really like it. And so if he has a losing season, and we don't know, right? We're not in January. We're in October. We don't know. Then that will burn him. You don't think that will like, he'll double down and do things extra. Of course he will. Don't, don't you think that'll make him very quick to make decisions? Like the the acknowledgement of how much they got smashed over the past week. I, I'm actually surprised, I, given how little he tries to say in a press conference. I think he's been pretty open about the fact they sucked. Like they, and yeah, I, I, they got, stunk, I they, got like, they got routed. They got smashed. He called himself out last week, right? He said, we got smashed. What do you want? And they did. It happens. This, this is what I'm saying. It's not, it can't all be sunshine and rainbows all the time, can it? There are going to be some ups and downs, and and, and you got to face. But that's also what makes winning worth it, <clears throat> big time. Imagine if we beat if we beat the Bucks this week. Woohoo! No, but look, that's what makes winning a Super Bowl once every decade, or two decades, or even three decades, or you know, to the Steelers won their first one four decades, worth it. Like think you go about out, the Chiefs. You go out there and ask a Lions fan about our problems, and they will they will just they will just tell you to go away. A Lions fan, a Texan fan, any of those fans, they will say, "What you've got? You got a chance of Mike Tomlin." It's the yeah. I only I only see a fire Tomlin crowd in Steeler Nation. I don't see it outside Steeler Nation. I know I know a mate, my mate Derek, who's a Lions fan, one hundred percent. He's never he's, the last time he saw him in a playoff game was like nineteen ninety something. The Bengals <laughs> didn't make a playoff game till till uh, thirty years. What are we complaining about? We've always had a chance. What we've we lost four four games in a row and we're freaking out. Like that, Kenny's a bust. That Mike Tomlin's a bust. The guy's won a Super Bowl, and he's been to three, including the Bucks, when he was defensive coordinator. Kenny ain't no bust. That's what I'm hearing. No there we go. Here we go. Let's bring up Mary. Mary's been so polite in this chat today. Promise you this: we are beating the Bucks. There we go. <laughs> All right, Mark. Well, now we're you know 37 minutes into the show. <laughs> Let's start. Is the pressure on the offense or the defense? <laughs> Uh, defense, man, I think. I think with all the injuries today, yeah. I think defense. I think I don't see pressure being on Kenny. I don't think Kenny cares. I think Kenny's got moxie about him, man. They no, went no, after but I think his... he cares. I think he cares about playing well. Yes, but they went after his yeah. legs, and he's got that moxie, that fight in him, that Pittsburgh still a fight that I wish Claypool would show an ounce of, you know? He's got – he knows what to do. I think he's going to have a good game – uh, and even if he does, he's still going to try. He, he said in the press conference, he's going to throw the football down there and, and see what happens. But I think there's more pressure on the defense because they're allowing 38, 38 points last week. That's terrible. That's the worst we've ever had. Yeah. I, I do, if The pressure's on the defense. I think it's not so much on the players. I think this is on Flores and Austin. Like, this is the week you scheme something right. You know, this is the week. There's can't You can't afford defensive lapses. You are going to have to completely scheme to these players. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a sort of game where, like, this is a Miles Jack coming out party for me. Like, this is the game we got to see, like, a, for, a really good forced fumble or some sacks. That, that's just... That's so just I bring a happened. point up here on the old uh, YouTube live chat we were using on BTSC, your one-stop shop for all things black and gold nation. Right, Claude Bishop says here. This is this is what I thought. This thing's so funny to me. 
right? I'm like, I'm okay having like behind me six Super Bowls, right? I'll, I'll use that till I die. Like that's amazing. Like if a Bengal fan comes at me, I'll just go, how many of you want? How many of you want? That's my ammo. Claude Bishop says here, the Steelers have the highest winning percentage since the merger, 1970, in the NFL, with the most Super Bowls, black and gold forever. And here we are, being annoyed. Well, no, you can be critical, but like over annoyed about one and four. It's not that bad. It will get better, right? That's a positive way to think of it. <laughs> well, as Winston Churchill said, you know, when you're going through hell, you may as well keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Something to that effect. Someone and someone's going to correct me on oh, that. That's, that's, crazy a, that's a good quote. I don't know why that quote. That's a good quote. Yeah, Winston Churchill's got some good ones, man. That's a good one. But uh, look, I know I've um, and this is the way. Okay, this is the way I deal with things. Okay, being a steel fan, yeah, going I, need, keep going. I need to be more positive because it helps me with this. Because if I sit in my misery, I'm not going to enjoy the season. I really won't be enjoying the season. Now, will I call out Chase Claypool for sure? Will I call out Devin, <laughs> Devin Bush for sure? Will I call out Robert Splain who can't cover, mate? He's got worse coverage than Optus. You know what I'm saying? He's nowhere. Or what do they have over there? What do you guys have? For, what do they have? Like T-Mobile. T-Mobile. Yeah, worse coverage than T-Mobile. You, you can't find him, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> a funny one. I'm going to say that just as an insight, right? As a Australian fan, you go over and you get your American SIM card. Now you got the roaming. It doesn't matter. You don't have to change it. But back in the day when you'd go over, Mark, you'd know this. Like you, uh, the trips you did with this too. You get an American SIM card. And I see all this stuff for T-Mobile. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to And then anywhere I was, T-Mobile, like the crappiest coverage like i was just like this is yeah i just more got it for the data mostly data and then i was just you know using yeah. the starbucks wi-fi i lived off starbucks wi-fi going from starbucks to starbucks to, to plan my trip if i didn't know where i was going starbucks and screenshots would would figure your 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 way out to your next destination you know what i mean and, and that's yeah. the way i live but um it's 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 all it's all i guess in in perspective of what's going from the steel season and i guess you know it can be a bit more lighthearted too because we are one and four, and the team's playing bad, right? But we have played some good competition. Last week with the Buffalo Bills, was a they're a Super Bowl contender right now. Ooh, Randy cool. Wagner says, "Still a nation rules." I've been all the way to height, all the way to uh, tongue tight. I've been all the way to Heidelberg, Germany, seeing a family with the Steelers game jersey. Exactly. He even says Japan has Steeler clubs. They do. Does it really? Um, they have a rugby team that's also called the Steelers, but they're not black and gold. I was thinking about getting their jersey, but not black and gold. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, look, at the, the end of the day, <clears throat> we're all going to, even if you, you know, even if you think this team is crap, you're going to go watch. And if you're not going to want to watch, right. <laughs> you're a fair weather fan. And then I question why you would, not that, you know, I don't question your fandom. I just don't know why you'd want to waste your time listening to Steelers podcasts and, and reading Steelers articles and owning a jersey and all those things. Like, it's it's a process, but you've got to remember nothing in life comes without hard work, right? The Super Bowls and the winning will not be worth it, right? And we appreciate them more too now, don't we? We appreciate the Super Bowl 40 and uh, 43 a lot more in those defenses, whereas a, that whole team, you look back at it and go, holy fire out, that was a good team. But you bring up the point, Mark. If you move a little to your right, as I'm looking at you, to your left, and you've got those six Super Bowls on the wall behind you, right? Aren't they gorgeous? How long have the Steelers been around for? 90 years, right? How many Super Bowls do we have? Six. Six out of eight. Right? That means a Super Bowl once every 15 years. It's not bad. So, guys, like... I mean, I mean, look, we're like getting to 15 years since our last Super Bowl next year. And Coming up in six gonna... years. Six years. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but then we're only a little bit behind our average and we have an equal number of Super Bowls to the Patriots who got it all with one player who got it, two of them through cheating. They did. But the quarterback that happened to get them there, we play this week, fine. But that... That is it. If you actually look at NFL seasons, like I, I'm sure that what Tom Brady's even been able to do is, is like on the borderline of being a statistical anomaly, right? But you look at teams and what those six Super Bowls behind it there. That like we all have to be prepared that it might be 20 years between Super Bowls. It might be. I hope it's not. I hope it's like uh, 17. To to your point though, it could be this year if you if your average is correct. You never know. <laughs> You never know. Oh, and that's why in. we support the team because you like imagine if you knew the result. If we all knew, if we all knew the result and we knew that we lost this year, 
Nobody would watch. We wouldn't have a podcast. We wouldn't have a YouTube. We wouldn't put the jersey on. If we knew the result that we went five and 12, what's the point? Well, but but how about this? How about this, right? BTSC is the second most downloaded show with SB Na- shows of each month with SB Nation. We've been first for like over a year. Recently, we got overtaken by the people that were first for year on year, which is Bleeding Green Nation, which is the Eagles team, Mm. because they're winning. Mm. When they're not winning, they don't listen. Our our numbers, I think, continue to improve. They don't go back down. I I don't know. That's for for Jeff, Dave, and Bad. But there's something in that, in those teams. Like, put it this way. I've supported the Minnesota Timberwolves since the Kevin Garnett days. He's the only Minnesota Timberwolves jersey I have. Do I watch every game inside out? I can't because of when they're scheduled with the time zone. But I watch what I can. But in the last two years, I've seen all these people jump on this band bandwagon. I know they haven't won like an NBA title or anything like it. But there are all these people that clearly casually watch that work work them say work themselves out of the woodwork. And it's like you never supported the Timberwolves. I've known you for like a decade. You're not a fan. Come just- on, man. I've just looked, man. They're probably the guys on the video are probably thinking, why does Mark have a have a Trey Norwood frame jersey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number twenty one. Let's go. Hey. Oh man, that's funny because I got that when I was in my twenty my twenty first. Hey, look, it's um, good to laugh, isn't it? Isn't it good to laugh in these in these times yeah. where we are one and four? And look, we can still get out of it. Kenny Pickett can still try and I know there's no move there too. It's going to be hard. Najee Harris will be back. There's some good things to follow in this team. I I really do think. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan. You're a big fan. We're going to wake up at 4 a.m. to watch it. We'll see what happens. And then next week, if we played really bad, sure, we will be critical. And then we'll just go through the whole process again. But it's so much fun to watch this team. And I watch the players too. I don't just watch like, oh, I want, I want them to win, right? But I watch the players. I want to see Miles Jack do well. I want to see Cam go out there and do well. I want to see these guys, you know, building that Hall of Fame career if they can. Or Cam's near there, right? So there's a lot to watch. There is. Yeah, and, and this is it. Like, And the other thing, too, is if you are like part of the fire Tom and Crown and you're doing the tank or whatever all those perspectives are that you have, well, you know what, though? At least if you do follow the team through through everything, you watch everything, you're entitled to an opinion. And that's what 100%. I love. Like, 100%. Right? Everyone's entitled to the, to the opinion. Um, but we've got to have a little bit of faith. Like, it's not going to work out all the time. Like, it's just not. But what I, what I where I get frustrated is I'm a, I'm a big believer in that phrase. If you do things multiple times and you expect a different result, like that's the definition mm. of idi- idiocy, right? And like that that was my argument with Trubisky. Well, I'm starting to get like, I like think we're kind of there with Canada. Um, there are st- some element, like I think we're there with, I think for some of us, you and I definitely, I'm there with Claypool. I'm not so much there with Devin Bush. I want to give him a little, this a bit more in this season, but you know, other people might say to me, oh, no, 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 Claypool will come good or people he's being over. Like the like the argument in Kenny Pickett's first game, like in the Jets, oh, no, no, Kenny Pickett like underthrew or overthrew. And, you know, he, he pre-threw on the route, but he underthrew him. I'm like, got a guy's six foot four, 235 pounds, on a guy that's 5'8", and a guy that's 5'11", sorry, no, make the catch, come back for the ball. Like, but again, people would say to me, oh, you're being really harsh. Like Deontay. Remember I said I said this was, remember I said he was not worth twenty million a year because he drops you balls. He's not having more than sixty five yards this season. The number one wide receiver on this <clears> team, <throat> even though he's not listed there on the depth chart, is George Pickens. He is the best wide receiver on this team, hands down. Calvin Austin, we haven't seen him play. He uh, he's probably better than Claypool though, right? But that's my opinion. Doesn't you're, do I hate you're this better team than Claypool, mate. Right? Go out there, put some shoulder pads on, and run a route. You're better than Claypool. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, at least I have more pride in the jersey. I wouldn't be sitting, sitting there TikToking about it, right? I just don't see that, that's the thing too, because we are we've talked about this a lot, like twenty twenty two, different different year now. It's not the same same mentality playing football. Is, is it really that they're, they're, they're worried about the millions of dollars? But um, we still support them anyway, and that's the thing. So, and I, I get the argument too of like you know people spend all their money and get frustrated and we do this, and the, and the product on the field we see is what we get, and we're we're putting all our time and energy into this. And we see that, and I get that. It is hard. It was hard to watch last week. I tell you, I'll be the first person. I was, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And it's like as what I said a couple of weeks ago. It's harder when, well, it doesn't make us any, it doesn't make you any different, but it's pretty hard when you and I wake up at 3 and 4 a.m. to watch these games as well. Like, let's, yeah, let's, you, let's you, be... you, a little part of you goes, should I, should I go to back to bed? <laughs> 
you know. But uh, that's what we do because, you know, this helps us do this podcast. Well, can you and I say about money when it's not COVID times? And yeah. You, you, like, I, I can, it's the thousands I've spent going to a Steeler game. Same thing for you. You've been multiple yeah. times. Like, that ain't a cheap exercise. It's flying to the other side of the world. You know what it is, man? To me, I've told this story a few times. One of my stories over there. When I got off the bus with me and my dad going over there, showing my dad Pittsburgh was really fun, actually. Showing him the, the team that I love, and he still doesn't understand the rules. Every year he asks me who's playing. He has no idea, right? It's almost he checks in and then he checks out, a bit like Matt Canada, right? He has no idea what's going on. Now, when we got over there to Pittsburgh, we got off the bus, and it was so much fun showing him my city. It felt like my city because I've been there yeah. three times. And I got off the bus, and um, the Greyhound dude was like, hey, man, welcome to Pittsburgh. Go Steelers. And not everyone over there says that, even though it's a steel town, right? And I was like, that's awesome. I fist bumped the guy, and I moved on. I love that stuff. It's so amazing to do that when you're traveling. Steel Nation is a, is a great nation. We're very, for the most part, I think, friendly. Uh, friendly and, and awesome. When I've been over there, it's, it's a great time. When I showed my dad that we went to the Heinz Field Tour, we went to Mount Washington, it was unbelievable because I got to show him a part of my life and that was great, right? So all the stuff going on, I think on the, on the outside looking in, the community is, is fantastic. Even though we might disagree, fire Tom on fire not, that's been raging on for like five years. I can't believe we're still having the conversation. We probably should both agree and just go, you know what? You, you know that, I know that, but they won't do it. The Roonies won't do it. You know what? <laughs> I, I, I think, I like, if if you want to fire Tomlin, I can't wait to see what your reaction will be when he leaves and when he's inducted to the Hall of Fame. I want to go to it. I want to go to the yeah, Hall of Fame. Yeah, 100%. E- but, either him or Debo. But what I was going to you know, say with, like, you talk about their America, like, when we went in 2019... Pittsburgh was fairly early on in the trip. It was the second city we went to in that trip. And then we continued around and went to other parts of America. And, my, and I wore a lot of Steelers gear because I bought a bunch. I wore, I wear a bunch anyway. And my fiance, and we people would be like, go Steelers in different places. You'd see other people's Steelers gear. Like people would be like, even if they support another team, they'd be like, oh, that's so cool. You're a Steelers fan. You know, and you start talking about how they're doing this season. And she, and, and, she said to me, it's so interesting, like in, in our country, and I'm sure it happens, over, I know it happens over in the States, but if you wear your jersey and then as an opposing team, you get told what you, what in expletives, what an idiot you are, basically, or you get criticized or, you know, someone's this and someone's that. Um, there's there's not the full respect. And, and so she said, it's really nice. Everyone's really polite. But we have they, that, Maddie. If we yeah, get that's what I mean. But that's, what, that's what I mean. And she <laughs> says that everyone, you know, she said at least everyone's really positive about Steelers. And I said, well, the problem, the thing is, if you get criticism, you just say, well, hey, we got six Super Bowls, right? But that's I said, the there's argument. respect, but there's respect that's been built out of that. Mm. So we should sometimes have a little bit more respect for what this franchise stands for. And let's, let's exactly. expand the lens in which we look at things. That's all I'm going to say. That's the hundred percent true, because you know the, the Bengals fan or Buff- Buffalo Bills fans got at me last week because I put up a reactionary video on, on my on my Steelers YouTube. They all went at me, and I wrote back, "You lost own four in, in a row. You went to four Super Bowls in a row and you lost them all. We won six out of eight. See ya. Move on." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask you again, <laughs> just so we can finish this podcast with the topic that we wanted to talk about. <laughs> It's the pressure more on the steals or the offense this year. Defense. Today. This is not this my, year, this game. In my final thoughts, I think Tom Brady coming to town is going to be a really hard, hard match. We've had no pressure on Tom Brady at all. I'm oh, sorry, on the on the quarterbacks at all the last few weeks. A lot of pressure on the defense. The, 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 the guys up front have to make him move because Tom Brady in the pocket, when he stands still, he's going to kill you. He's going to kill you. And he's gonna, if we have, no, we have no secondary, then we're in, a, in, in, in troubled times. The young guys playing, I think, defensively, we got to stop him. More pressure on the defense right now. I know it's crazy to say because we're meant to be top five, top 10, most highest paid defense or whatever. But Tom Brady comes to town and, and he lights up Heinz uh, Field, Akershaw Stadium. Then a lot of Steeler hearts will sink straight away. Like it's going to be hard to watch. But that's to me, they got to step up. Cameron Haywood and those guys, Miles Jack, veterans. I would go around to each individual person and shake them by the shoulder pads and, and say, you know, or who was a bloke that would used to slap him in the head and stuff like that? Was it like, um, uh, Joey do that? Joey, Joey, or Joey did it. I can't remember that. Like, yeah, it just anyways, grab all the shoulder pads and shake them as hard as you can and get ready to go. <laughs> like, come on, man. 100%. Come on, man. How many, how many terrible towers do you have? 
And we don't have time oh, for the Terrible Tower story. But how many do you have? How many three. do you have? Three. Right. Wait. Yeah. Three. I have three. I had four, but you know, that's a that's another story. But um three terrible towers. And we're on the other side of the world. Literally like the other side of the world. Ah, the butterfly effect. You wave it and things change. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm <laughs> saying, like, how many teams fan bases have whatever their teams associated with, right? Like and and they and they care about it that damn much. Like the fan base is special. Stay along for the ride. No, but they have they have the towers, but they they copied the Steelers. The Myron Cope Tower is so special, and I actually I, yeah. I believe it's got powers in it, man. It's got Kenny powers in it. It's like it's it's crazy. Like um, yeah, like all the other teams get the the Bengals have the orange and white one or whatever. They all have the, the they give them like they yeah yeah. But I'm just saying, there's different things, right? You know, there's teams that have songs and well, stuff like the that. Thing right? is, the thing is, the thing is. They walk in the stadium, they give them a serviette, you know what I'm saying? And they, they can wave a serviette around or whatever, a bath towel. But the thing is, maybe the Steeler Nation has forgotten how to wave the towel. We're going to get back at it. Wave the towel high, high, hard and proud. And then we'll start going on from there. And yes, that, you know, but you know what? Even if they lose next week, uh, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm just glad Kenny Pickett's playing, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I, 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 and you know what? Like, look, we said this last week. I said it like in the preseason. When you play Pickett or whenever they put in Pickett, at that point, lower, like you, you, not lower the expectation of what you want him to do, and don't lower it that you don't want the Steelers to win. But you've got to be open minded that there's just going to be think there's just going to be stuff that it's it's not clean. It's not like having a franchise. Court, I, got, right? I got one more question for you. All right, and I asked, uh, I think I asked uh, Daniel J this on one of my podcasts. Um, what happens if we win three in a row? How are you going to feel? What's that? Sorry, I was distracted. What if, what if, what if the Seattle Steelers... has nine losses? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what if the Steelers win three in a row and we go three and four before before well, the bye? You know, it's well, a, a complete it's a is different it still conversation. Fire Tomlin right? at that point is it still fire Tomlin? It can't be fire Tomlin. There's no way it can be. Possibility, man. Sneak away with the Bucks. They've got the Miami Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles have a big head on their shoulders right now. Why can't yeah. we win? But even still, like I, I, like I could see. Look at AFC right now as well. Like I could see eight and nine even scraping into the playoffs potentially. We could get just to, to eight or nine. Like it's then you're in the big dance, man. So you're saying there's more pressure on the offense, but that, that's probably a good thing too, right? Because it's, it's Kenny time now. It's Kenny's first home. Well, no, Kenny's, I think I think the, the, the pressure's on. The pressure's on two different. The pressure's on. Well, in my mind, anyway, like. <laughs> I'm giving away the secrets of the show. <laughs> it's a question like I think you, know, you can answer in any which way, shape, or form. To, to me, it does. To me, the pressure is on um, Austin and Flores to get whoever's, whoever's fit for this defense playing well and doing something to put Brady under pressure, right? And to at least stifle the wide receiver and to stifle, yeah, the Bucks wide receivers. But my thing on the offense is there's so many people that are underperforming right now, and I actually think people like Claypool, there's a lack of talent, but. Like and I and I don't think Deontay's a top ten wide, top twenty, even maybe even top thirty wide receiver because he just drops balls he shouldn't drop. The pressure's on that for the of the off one, offense for me, but it's not on Kenny Pickett. Like Kenny Pickett, it's house money for me. Mm. But I know which is what's so good about Kenny, he's going to put pressure on himself. Right. right. He, so, he, he wants to be. He looks like he wants to be a winner. He gets it. But the other thing people are also forgetting is there's guys that are going to get a go this week that are probably playing for their NFL careers. If you're on the practice squad and you've been elevated, if you're a backup, Big time. if you're someone that's been around for a couple of years, <clears throat> you're a, a fourth round draft pick or <laughs> These are the games. These are the games. But this is starting time. These are the games where you're playing for not just your contract, the Steelers, but someone else. Didn't, didn't Tomlin want change? And we got change, right? We just got in a weird way. Got changed with injuries, but also this is Kenny Pickett's la- uh, first game in Pittsburgh, where he played his college career at for like four or five years. He's going back home to where he played college football. The crowd's going to be crazy. If we can have a chance in this game, I think it's going to be fantastic to see Tom Brady in, in the narrative of all things. Tom Brady versus or well, the goat, you know, whatever versus Kenny Pickett, the rookie. That's a great. That's a great showing. And I want to go. I just want to say, and we, we do have to close out the show. Like there was an earlier comment in the live chat and I'm sorry I like to scroll and do it. I'm sorry I missed it. Um but there was a live chat that said this is the week we see the Kenny Pickett 
Connor Haywood connection. Man, I'm loving that, man. Get that cooking. Connor Haywood's a baller too. He's Get very, very physical. Get that ball cooking, man. Jalen Warren, like, you know what? Like, what if this is the game Jalen Warren breaks out? Like, you know, I talked about possession on War Room a few weeks back. I've talked about possession and the importance of that. And since that, the Steelers have had two games where they led with possession a lot. By one second. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Um, I said you need to help possession by two drives for it to really, you know, solidify. But to me, this is the game that someone like a Jalen Warren, like you know Jalen Warren, a guy that every time he goes in Steel's facility, he, he he takes stock of the fact he's living his dream. Do not think a guy like that wants to win this yeah. week? Yeah, well, I caught him this week. I caught him a little cannonball, right, on War Room. That's my nickname for him, the cannonball, because he's small, but he's got this big little size. He just hits it, right? It's just like, boom. That cannonball does, the cannonball doesn't want to lose this week, man. And that's why we watch the guys like him to see his journey, right? Undrafted guy, he's appreciative being in the building. That is, that is with my. Let, let me. If there's any Bengals fans listening, six Super Bowls out of eight, right? That's why. That's why he's appreciative to be there. Give him a chance. Give him. Give him a run. And this, yeah, it's going to be a very hard game. But if we win this game, oh boy, it's going to be a fun podcast next week. We'll bring it back the pizza podcast next week. <laughs> I actually like Joseph Brown's comment. Um, you know, we need to get rid of D. What use Cam's brother as the lead blocker? I agree for Warren, Calvin Austin, and Pickens. I think Pickens over Austin there, but anyway, boy, can it slot agree? Um, yeah, I, I just I, I think so. I, I love all of that. Um, but anyway, that wraps up this week's Steelers Woo! touch right. down under. I'm Matty Peveril with Marky D, Marky Davison, as always. Go Steelers.